You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 111. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 111th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. If you want to connect with me on social media, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. You can also connect with the show's account at how does underscore she do it. And if you are listening and you have Instagram, take a screenshot of you listening to the episode, share it on your social, on your Instagram, and I will repost your story in my story. And if you have not already left a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app, please feel free to do so. Your reviews and your ratings continue to be welcome. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that everyone just chill. And here's why. So if you are living in the United States and have been paying attention, even moderately, to social media for the last week or so, you have probably seen the craze related to this Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I can guess that you probably didn't know that I was going to go there. So this sandwich was released. And Black Twitter does what Black Twitter does and makes makes things hot, makes things viral, you know, cracks jokes, memes, all the things. And this sandwich, as someone who is, I would argue that I'm pretty susceptible to social media marketing in many respects. I was like, yo, I got to get this sandwich. And the everyone in the nation felt the same way. If you eat chicken, if you like chicken, even people, I know people in my circle who had stopped eating meat for, you know, a month some or some time or reduced the amount of meat they were eating, they were going to eat, get this sandwich, right? Because it became a like a beef between Chick-fil-A and Popeyes and, you know, the the Social media managers of these respective companies were getting in on the fun and cracking jokes at each other. Boston Market was jumping in on the fray and Wendy's was coming in with their chicken, spicy chicken sandwich, which I used to, was my go-to for a while. And then it started to upset my stomach, so I stopped eating it. But anyway, what my recommendation for everyone to just chill, where that comes from is then you started to see the rise in this conversation about, well, if y'all hype about this chicken sandwich, then y'all better make sure you so hype to vote in 2020. And it's like, I feel you, but relax. There, We can do both. We can be hype about a chicken sandwich, and we can also be hype about voting and about participating in the, in the you know, democratic process of this nation. And to imply that we can't, especially because this is something that black people would say to other black people, right? So, because I would have a problem if 
you know, people outside the family were telling us what we should or shouldn't do with our time and behavior. But that's another conversation for another day. Either way, people can do both. You don't have to discourage the fun of one thing in order to focus on the seriousness of something else because life can be both. And I heard Priscilla Shire say this yesterday. Joy and grief can exist at the same time. We can have joy and we can have grief because we because that's life, right? You there will can always be two things happening at the exact same time. And so we don't have to not have we don't have to not have fun in order to know that the world is serious. So everybody just chill. That is my recommendation for this week. Just chill, allow people to have their fun. You have your fun and also recognize that there are ills in the world as well. Because if we had to spend our energy just focusing on the ills of this world, we would never smile because the devil is extra, extra busy in the 2019s, right? We know that to be true, but Jesus is still Lord. God is still good. The sun still rises in the morning and the sun, the moon still comes up at night. The sky is still blue when we can see the sky and rainbows still show up after the rain, right? All of these things are also true. And there are, there are real sad and bad things happening, but we can still experience joy as we experience the challenges of life. That's my recommendation. Everybody just be cool. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. I guess after talking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich, I would be telling a part truth if I did not acknowledge that I also went and purchased the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I indeed stood in line for over 40 minutes for two chicken sandwiches. Yes, I ordered two because I was not going to stand in line just for one sandwich. I didn't eat both of the sandwiches in their entirety, but they were indeed delicious. And allegedly, Popeye's has now announced that the sandwich is going to be discontinued because they don't got no more. And there's a lesson in this. And I have to say, this was first shared by Blessings Report on Instagram. I think the Blessing Report is his is the handle. But he talked about how Popeye's was clearly not ready for the fame and virality of this, the possibility of his chicken sandwich and the importance of being prepared for what is coming next. And he made a great, great parallel. And this is something that is true. And we see it in scripture and you hear pastors talk about this often is that sometimes the things that we think we're ready for, God is like, nah, you're not ready for that yet because your character is not yet ready to handle what will come with the extra attention or with the notoriety or with the increased promotion or with the more attention or the relationship or whatever that reward or that thing is that you're after. If you are not prepared to handle with integrity and with character and grace and poise the stuff that will come with whatever that thing is, then you'll end up like Popeyes and have to discontinue something that was supposed to last until October. And it ain't even September yet. And they're already like, oh, this sandwich is done. So anyway, that's not what I came here to talk about today. But there is, there are some gems and I might, maybe I'll do a live about this as it relates to our careers. I think I will do that. But what I would like to talk about today is 
things that you need to do before you leave your job. So in episode 107, we talked about five, ti- five signs that it might be time for you to get unstuck from your current role. And we walked through five different reasons that you may be able to identify with to say, hey, you know what? It's time for me to roll up out of here. Episode 108, we talked about voicing your value, recognizing the, the value that you have within your current role. Episode 109, we talked about we talked about preparing to prosper and what that looks like from a faith perspective. And we picked that conversation back up in episode 110, talking about making room for the, the bigger that we say we want in our lives. So today, I want to talk about five steps that you need to do or that you should take before you leave your job. So I want to think about if you have thought and realized, okay, something about where I am right now is not right. And even if it doesn't mean you leaving your company, but it is time for you to actually get up out of the position that you are in because some companies are situated such that there is room for lateral movement and growth and you can go into different departments and teams, maybe change offices, right? Not a lot, not every company has that flexibility, but some people have. So when I say leave your job, I'm not necessarily talking about you burning bridges, flipping over tables before you walk out the door, but really just saying, okay, I think I might be ready to start considering making a career transition. Here are some things that you need to be able to do before you take that step. The first thing that you want to do is you want to get clear on why you are leaving. And one of the things that I want, I've been trying to be mindful about making sure that we emphasize is that we don't do this outside of prayer and reflection and deliberate thought and conversation with God. Because oftentimes we want to do something before we've heard from God. And we'll be like, oh, I want to do this. And then we'll take six steps in that direction and then be like, oh, wait, Lord, I need your help now because we did it outside of partnership and prayer with him. And I actually had to check myself about that recently because I set a deadline for something in my mind. And as I was thinking about this deadline for wanting to do this thing, I was having all this anxiety. And I realized that The Lord does not give us a spirit of fear, but it gives us a spirit of courage, love, and sound mind, right? And God also tells us, do not be anxious anxious about anything, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And I had gone ahead and put this timeline on my own future, and I don't think that I consulted God about that specific date and time. So what I did was I stepped back. And I wiped the slate clean. I said, you know what, Lord, let's get this timeline out of here. Let's get this deadline out of here and help me to determine what I need to be doing in this next season of my life to move on in the way that you want me to. And so shortly after, I felt this peace. And it's no lie because the scripture does literally says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will be, will be made available to us by the process of prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So what I want you to do is if you are even considering or thinking you want more, you want to see more, you want access to, you want access to a path to getting out of the situation that you're currently in, you bring that to the father. You bring that before his feet and you 
leave it there and you pray about it. You pray about what you want. You pray about the feelings that you have. You talk up, talk through the emotions because that's the other thing. We are allowed to talk about our feelings with our father. He wants to hear those things from us. So it's okay for you to talk about your fear. It's okay for you to talk about your anxiety. It's okay for you to say, I'm confused. I want your help. But you you have to also pray and leave it with him and not pray and keep carrying it with you, which is also something that a lot of us do. I know I do it. I know I've done it. And I'm working to not make that a part of the way that I, I move in, in relation to believing and faith. So like I said, get clear on why you are leaving. And I've talked in previous episodes about the value of knowing why you're leaving, because if you know why you're leaving, that can then inform step two, which is deciding what you want to do. And if you, if you don't know why you want to leave, then you won't know what steps you need to take to, to get to the next phase. If you don't know what you want to, if you don't know which, why you want to make a move, then you can't develop a strategy to inform what comes next because the why will inform the what. The why you want to leave will help inform the way you look for and the strategy that you apply for the next position that you're looking for. So decide what, what you want to do. And this is where a lot of the work comes in with the clients that I work with because a lot of the women that I work with know that they want to make a move but they're not exactly sure to articulate what that move needs to be. They're not say, they're not sure why or what they what they want to do next. They just know that they're unsatisfied where they are. But general dissatisfaction can lead to misdirected action. If you are just generally dissatisfied, you would you can fall for anything. You could pursue any opportunity after that. You can find yourself applying to 15, 20 different types of jobs and then being like, oh, but I'm not getting, I'm not having success in the job process. Well, that's because you're putting you're putting generic information out there, you're putting generic desires out there, and you're not moving in guided direction. So so you have to decide what you want so that you can then determine what you want to do next. The third thing that you want to do is answer this question. Would you want to do your next role in the company you're currently in? Would you want to do the next role or the next thing that you want to do in the company that you're currently in? Here's why I say that. Because if there is opportunity, if you enjoy the company that you work for, then you can determine if there's opportunity for internal movement. If you enjoy the company that you work for, then you can determine if there's opportunity for internal movement. If you don't want to do, if you don't want to stay in the company that you're in, then that leads to a different set of actions that come. But if you decide, you know what, I really like working for this company. Here, I would like to continue working here, but here's what I want to do here. Now you have to figure out who the, what opportunities are available, what departments there are ha- that are looking for people, what, who the key stakeholders are, so maybe who the hiring manager is for that position, 
what in, what the process is for internal transferring and applications, what types of um, red tape there might be, who you might need to let know that you're interested in this thing. Is review season coming up? Do you have mentors and advisors who can help you create this transition? So if there's an internal process, that is, then that leads to one set of, of actions. If you don't want to work for the company that you're currently in, now that means you start looking externally and you start looking first for inspiration for the types of jobs you want to apply for. The mistake that a lot of people make is they just go straight out with their resume that ain't been dusted off into and a half years or longer and be saying two and a half years is being generous because I know people who ain't updated their resume in 10 years. But they, you know, you start, you just make a couple changes, you add a new couple new dates to your resume, and you just start sending off applications. And you don't see success that way because you haven't made targeted decisions about the types of roles that you want to apply for. So you have to, before you start applying, you have to start looking. And that might sound a little, not necessarily counterintuitive, but before you start applying, you have to start exploring. So let's see what types of roles out are out there. Let's see what types of opportunities I might be able to take advantage of. Let me imagine the type of work that I might want to do, because if you're not sure of the specific title and role, then you want to get inspiration through the work that you're doing. This is what I do with my set with clients in strategy sessions. This is what we do in Elevate Your Career Academy. We help you begin to piece together the vision for the, the type of role that you're looking for. And this way you now have a starting point. You're not just going out with an incomplete application or an application does, that does not accurately translate your current skill set to your future role, but now you have a place to begin. Now you have a an example job description that you can use to adjust your resume. You now have a sample job description that will allow you to be the anchor for conversations that you have with people to say, hey, you know what? I think it's time for me to start looking for a new opportunity. Here are some of the things that I'm looking for. I don't necessarily have a a, a specific title in mind that I'm locked to, but I would like a role that would allow me to do some of these types of things. And the reason why I make that caveat related to title and role is because a lot of positions across companies might not have the same name. They might not have the same title. What they call and you know, a coach in one company could be a developmental team leader in another, right? And so you have to, if you do enough research, you'll be able to start to see the connections across companies and the words and the key phrases and the search terms that companies might use when they're looking for someone with your skill set. Again, starting to get a little technical, but these are the types of things you have to think about when it comes to putting your putting your vision forward, making that plan that we talked about before, making room for the thing that's bigger. You have to do your part on the front end to be prepared for what God is going to deliver you to on the back end. So that's what we're that's what really what we're talking about here. The fourth thing that you need to do is to start outlining your plan. So already you have gotten clear on why you're leaving. You've decided what you want to do. You've also decided whether you want to continue to work inside of your company or if you want to apply outside of your company. Now you want to start outlining your plan. 
And this is one of the things that we do in Elevate Your Career Academy is we say, okay, now what do we need to do to start executing on the things that we say we want? And again, every part of this process is meant to be, is meant to keep in communication through prayer with God because sometimes, and and I'll caveat this by saying, we don't always get every single detail of, of the journey, right? It's not, God doesn't micromanage our decisions. I heard someone say that on the podcast and I was like, oh, so deep. God doesn't micromanage our decisions. And even in the devotion I read this morning, it talked about how sometimes God will answer our prayers immediately. And sometimes we'll get hints of what the answer is. Sometimes the answer will come out over a long period of time. But I think about what we see in Joshua. The book of Joshua opens with God giving direction for Joshua to pick up basically where Moses left off. And God will say something to Joshua, but then, and it will be four or five lines, but then Joshua has this laundry list of things and instructions that he gives the Israelites. And what that showed me is that while God doesn't, didn't enumerate every single step and thing that Joshua needed to instruct the Israelites to do, God gave Joshua the instruction and he also gave him the wisdom to discern what he needed to do next. But that was because initially he was, and, and actually not initially, but continually he was operating in obedience to him. And so if you you get the instruction, you get the initial, and then you continue to move and you keep checking in. When you look through, when you look at Joshua, God is continually in communication with him. And Joshua is, is continually operating in obedience to, with him as he moves through, as they go through up to Jericho. And then we see, you know, when they, they, you know, they, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. God gave the people specific instructions and about not taking certain types of things and plunder from, from Jericho. And then uh, some people did, and then consequences came as a result of that. So even though it wasn't Joshua's direct disobedience, there was some consequence that came as a result of the, of disobedience from the general instruction and there, and there were consequences. So I say that to say that often we, we sometimes get specific instructions that we either don't hear, we misinterpret, or we just be like, nah, you know what? Mm, that don't feel right. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then consequences come as a result, a delayed timeline, or, and it can be any number of things. I digress. Outline your plan. So now we're going to say, okay, what does that look like? How, what is my, what, what do I want to do? And what do I need to do in order to see this application process come to fruition? Is there a time frame, is there a time frame based on what's happening in your life that you want to, that, that gets put on it? Is there, don't just pick something arbitrary, but say, okay, how do I need to, how do I need to prepare for the season that I'm about to enter and looking for this job? And also remembering that job searches can often take up to a year, sometimes longer. So being prepared to be patient. And just because you've made a decision about something today doesn't mean that that decision and the answer is going to come immediately or as soon as you want it. It could come sooner. It could come take longer, but you have to be prepared for that possibility. And the last thing that you want to do is you want to start to consult your board of advisors. 
And your board of advisors can be your friends, your prayer circle, your mentor, your sponsors, the people who you trust inside of your organization or outright because you can't tell everybody inside your company that you're ready to look for a new position because that can come with all kinds of issues. But are there people that you trust that you can say, okay, here is what I am going to be looking for or hoping to do in XYZ number of months or years. What are some things that you think that I should be doing? What are some things that I could be looking for? Also talking about people who will partnership in prayer with you. Who can you say, you know, here's what I need prayer about right now. I ask that you just, you know, help me to to be patient, to check me when you hear me starting to talk crazy about how fast I want this thing to go or how frustrated I am. And people who will encourage you in your same, in the same spirit, in the same mind to say, you know what, in God's time. And I always, I feel like I always have to make this caveat because there is also sometimes a habit that we have as believers to, we use the, the kind of crutch of in God's time for inaction. We'll let the 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 phrase in God's time keep us from doing our part. And I want you to be mindful of that in your own life. If you have been using, well, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord, if you've been using that as an excuse to not do anything. Because if you have been, then you have to check yourself there. Because that sometimes because then what happens is we'll blame God for not moving, but he's like, I'm waiting for you to I'm waiting for you to take a step towards me because I'm here. So that is something we have to be mindful of as well. And the last thing that I will say that you want to do before you think about leaving your job is consider what resources are available to you that you haven't taken advantage of. The resources that might be available to you, again, coaching, LinkedIn, reaching out to your network, making an investment in yourself to learn a new skill set that might position you for the new opportunity. You have to make yourself available to things that will help you improve before sometimes those opportunities might be revealed to you. So if you are not qualified for something yet, and I'm talking about like actually not qualified, not discounting your skill set that might make you qualified. If you are actually qualified or not qualified for something yet, it's okay to enter a season of preparation. It's okay to say, you know what, I don't have this skill set in this particular coding, you know, language. So let me get myself ready for that so I can position myself for those opportunities. Or you know what? I want to get this particular certification so that as I prepare for these opportunities, I can say I am XYZ certified so that I can be better positioned for certain types of roles, or I don't yet have budgeting experience. Let me seek out projects within my team now so that I can add that to my tool belt, add that to my skill set so that I can make sure I have that and say I have that when I'm ready to apply for those new positions or as those positions come up in my search. So there are a lot of different ways that you can prepare yourself to get ready, but you have to make yourself available to the resources that are already that already exist for you. And do not be afraid to invest in yourself. Put some coin to the side, 
or find out if your company makes room in their budget for professional development for you to go to conferences or to, you know, to work with a, a coach or for, of some sort, because some companies have those resources available, but you just don't know that they're available because they might not advertise them or you've never, or you've just never known to ask. So see if there's room in your budget for, to attend conferences. Maybe it also means positioning yourself as an expert to speak on panels and to, to, you know, give talks and things like that. There are so many different ways that you can prepare yourself, but you have to make the investment and you have to be willing to make the investment because the new opportunity is not just going to fall in your lap. You, even when you are not looking for an opportunity actively, you still want to be preparing yourself to stay ready so you don't have to get ready when it comes. Let me also say this. Statistics show that when it comes to applying for jobs, women will not apply for a job unless they generally have like 70 to 80% or more of the stated characteristics listed in a job application. Whereas men will apply for opportunities that based on their current skill set, do not align with 50% of those of those of the, the stated requirements in the job description. And I say that because you may not feel ready for something that you are actually qualified or ready for. And we also, we've seen in scripture where people did not know what God would allow them to do when they moved into the thing that he was telling them to move into. And they were just like, no, I'm not ready for that. Like, and they had all the excuses. Moses is a great example. Moses was like, uh, you want me to speak to people? God, I stutter. I can't be out here speaking in front of these people and leading them somewhere. And God was like, like, really? You think like basically you wouldn't, you think that I would ask you to do something that I'm not going to empower you to be successful in. That's not how it works, which is why I talked throughout this, this conversation about the importance of being in partnership with God, because he will not have you out here, not, not being ready for something. We We'll put ourselves out here and have us dangling and, and be in positions that we're not ready for by our own action, but he will not leave you or forsake you. He will not set you up for something to fail if you are operating inside his will and being obedient to him. So this is why all of this, as all of the things that we talk about is making sure that we are also, we are not doing it just running out ahead of him just because we want to. And you will feel a shift in your energy when you decide to stop trying to fight and wrangle something on your own. I, and I say that because I literally experienced that this week. I decided I was going to stop forcing this timeline at the front of my memory based on what all the gurus on the internet say and you have to do this and you have to do that. It doesn't mean that I've let my ambition go. It doesn't mean that I've let the goal go, but it means that I have stopped trying to dictate the terms with which God moves in my life. And I have to actively like pay attention to the anxiety in moments where I like forget that I've made that commitment to myself where I'm just like, Oh, wait a minute. And then I'm like, wait, wait, be cool. Be cool. Because to this point, I have not done anything on my own timeline. 
well, that's not true. I've done things in my own timeline. I have seen consequences. But when I think about the trajectory of my career and my academic life, these things, the things that I had, the admissions to, to programs that I gained, the jobs that I've applied to, it wasn't because of my merit and, and just me setting out, I want this thing to happen, this thing to happen, this thing to happen. Because the things that have happened have been things that I did not expect to happen or were things that were not what I planned for for myself. So I hope that this was a blessing to you. I'll just quickly recap the, the five steps and things that you need to do before you leave you, your job. Number one, you want to get clear on why you're leaving. Number two, you have to decide what you want to do. Number three, you have to answer the question, would you want to do your next role in the company that you're in? If the answer is yes, then that requires a certain type of action. If the answer is no, start exploring and piecing together what you want that next role to look like and what the, the organization might look like. You also want to start outlining your plan. Here are the things that I need to do in this amount of time to get that stuff done. And you also want to talk with your board of advisors, the people who will pray with you, the people who, would, who will advise you, the people who will help you get connected to others, accessing your network. And the bonus piece was make use of the resources that are available to you. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and don't be afraid to, to, to learn new things that might position you for the, the next opportunity. So with that, I want to thank you for listening to episode 111 of How Does She Do It? I am grateful for you listening again through this episode. I will share the date for the workshop that I mentioned that was going to happen. I haven't, I have to adjust the date, but I'm looking forward to it. And remember, Elevate Your Career Academy is happening. It's launching this fall. So start to prepare your, your mind for that. If, you, if that's something that you're interested in participating in, you'll hear more details about that soon. And I look forward to connecting with you across the internet. I am at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. If you'd like to join the email list, you can text TIFF South, and that's TIFF with two Fs, to 444-999. Again, that's text TIFF South, TIFF with two Fs, to 444-999, and you will be added to the email list. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.